This is episode 512 for June 2018, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. And that opening bit of audio was from the television commercial advertising the Spider-Man Atari game, which I imagine, like me, you saw several times on Saturday mornings when you're watching cartoons. Also, the other bit of audio is the actual audio that you heard while you were climbing up that building on the Atari 2600 game, which I heard a lot because I used to fall a lot from that building. Before we get to our interview with the designer and creator of that game, I want to ask for your support. Uh, you can log on to our front page at SpidermanCrawlspace.com, and on the right-hand side and underneath every article is a button that says uh, Crawlspace Patreon. And I want to give some public thank yous to people that have clicked there and help us pay the bills each and every month to provide this podcast and also our website. So thank you to Brian, Craig, Christopher, Andrew, John, Stephen, Michael, Frederico, Stuart, Ricky, Thomas, Nick, Laura, Alex, Alex L., David, Michael, and Swift, sir. Thank you, each and every one of you, for supporting this podcast. I appreciate it, and the bills do add up, but you guys make the the pain of the bills a little uh, bit less each and every month, so thank you for that. All right, this is a good one. This is an interview with the Atari 2600 designer of the Spider-Man game. Let's listen. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to a special interview podcast. We're interviewing the designer of the Atari 2600 Spider-Man game, Laura Nikolich. Did I get it right? Nikolich. Nikolich, there you go. We'll just say Laura. Brad and Laura, there we go. So, Laura, first off, thanks for uh, streaming this live on, on YouTube with us as we record this. I appreciate it. Okay, you're welcome. So uh, talk a bit about, you You were the designer. You said you were a one-woman show back in the 80s designing this Spider-Man game. Talk about that a little bit. Well, um, at Parker Brothers, um, we were the first video game designers. that, um, And all the games were so small. They were mm-hmm. only 4K apiece that only one wow. person did it. You know, I mean, we could get help. I got help with the music because, you know, I just needed the help with it. But, uh, you know, all the art and the, uh, and the gameplay was mine. I mean, it was a collaborative endeavor in that we would have meetings where, you know, you would discuss gameplay. You know, we would play the game. We would play each other's games and we would give suggestions. But all the coding and all the designing was done by one person. And that happened wow. with all the early Star Wars games. And the, um, I think Frogger was one. Well, we ported Frogger. We didn't design that one. But, mm-hmm. uh, it's a- it's amazing to think that there was one woman in charge when you look at the credits of a video game today, they go on oh, like a movie. Oh, I know. I mean, two of my children are in video games. One works for, one did Destiny and the other one did um, Battlefield. Oh. Or Battlefront. 
Battle, Battle, Battle. Battlefield Star Wars. So Battlefront, I think it's something. No, Battlefront. Yeah. yeah. Battlefront. What, what, what do they do? That's awesome that you've got the second generation of video game in your family. Well, my oldest son works for uh, Bungie Games, I guess. He did Destiny. Uh-huh. And then my uh, second son works for uh, Electronic Arts in L.A. Oh, that's awesome. And, he, and he's, he's an artist, a uh, video artist. And uh, the older son is a, is a programmer, is a coder. Oh, very cool. So did when when you I guess you were the cool mom. Did you bring the Atari games home for the kids? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We had Atari systems in the house because Parker Brothers gave them to us to do, um, you know, design with them and to work at home, Mm -hmm. especially since when I start when I was pregnant with Evan when I was writing Spider-Man. And so once he was born, they just put a T1 cable in my house and just let me work from home. Wow. What, What year was this? 1982. Wow. You, you had fast internet in 1982. Well, uh, it wasn't cheap. <laughs> Parker <laughs> Brothers thought it was worth it, you know? Oh, wow. So when, so you were, tell me about what you used the internet for in 82. Did you, were you uploading the information to Parker Brothers or how did that work? Well, I was like, I was writing the games and then I was sending it to, you know, their main server so they could, you know, see what was going on. And, you know, I mean, it was basically a back and forth. It was like being in the office. Mm. Except, you know, I was at home. There you go. Work, working from home in the 80s. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so did they grow up? Or did your sons grow up around the video game culture? I mean, this is what mom's work was, and it's cool. Yeah, I mean, they they thought that was really cool. I mean, I actually worked at Parker Brothers. I think we all got laid off in 84 mm-hmm. because Atari was getting very popular. You mean Nintendo, Nintendo, right? Yeah, Nintendo. That Nintendo, was- yeah. Nintendo and Nintendo wouldn't share anything like Atari opened up and let other programmers, other businesses come in and write games for them. But Nintendo wouldn't do that. They ended up sell, um, uh, settling a uh, non, a non-complete comp- compete complaint because they wouldn't mm-hmm. let it happen. And um, so, but you know, Atari was very good about it and it, they, but they had other companies. I mean, ColecoVision was writing for them. Um mm-hmm. Or Clica was bought from a Mattel, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not so. sure back when. No, none of them exist anymore. I, I remember. I remember the Atari had three competitors: Coleco and Television and Atari is what the three video game systems right. when I was a kid in the eighties. So, right. well, I, mean, did, I actually did some work on a Coleco Vision. I was um, porting uh, Frogger to Coleco uh, oh. Vision when we all got laid off. I mean, it just didn't become. It was financially impossible for them to keep us i was i was going to ask that later but uh you worked on frogger 2 or frogger 1 or both of them uh frogger 1 frogger 1 so when you port something you take it from the arcade designer programming from Mm -hmm. the arcade and then you try to adapt it to the small atari yeah i mean we actually had to rewrite the game you you took the gameplay you didn't design the gameplay thing with like park thing with like uh, star wars or the um Spider-Man is that we designed the gameplay. Mm-hmm. When you port something, you take the gameplay as is, and then you have to basically rewrite the game so it will fit into you know the smaller computer. Right. And I don't know if you designed this one, but there were two Parker Brothers games. Well, three, actually. I take that back four. <laughs> there are four Parker Brothers games that I loved as a kid. Here, I even found... Fa- here. I- I, I even found this at my grandparents' <laughs> house. It doesn't have the the game in it anymore, but I saved the box. Oh. So the box is pretty good. 
Uh, I played this a lot, and well, that was my favorite, of course, since I'm a mm-hmm. Spider-Man fan. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Did you have any input with that one? Um, yeah, I helped. I critiqued it. Okay. I mean, I was very good friends with the uh, with the designer. I I love that one. I played Frogger a lot, so you mm-hmm. had a hand in that one, and also right. Popeye. I played Popeye a lot. Was Popeye yeah, not one of yours? No. I, th- no, I, th- I thought it was. All right. Maybe I'm I only sure. I only Maybe played I with three. <laughs> but Empire and Star Wars were two of my favorites, along with Ms. Pac-Man on the Atari. But that's cool that you had your hands in, in so many that I, I enjoyed. Well, let's go a little bit about your background. How did you get into video games? I, there is, wasn't a video game college back in the 80s, I don't think. No. no. Well, I mean, I went when I went to school... Um, I just fell into programming. I'd started out in chemical engineering and I got my first programming class because we had to know data structures and that sort of thing. And I fell in love with it. And I just changed my major at that point and went into programming. At the time, it was a division of the electrical engineering department because they had no idea what it was. Mm-hmm. It was just brand new. And I mean, I graduated from uh, University of South Florida and there was only three of us <laughs> were wow. really into it. But um, from there, I got a job at uh, Motorola in, in Fort Lauderdale. Mm. And there I was doing, um, at the old at the time, it was a precursor to, to cell phones, but it was pager systems. Mm-hmm. So that was real-time assembler-level programming. You know, if, if you've seen the new Avengers movie, there's a pager used in this. Oh. Have you seen this? <laughs> No. <laughs> Stay after the credits. You'll you'll see a pager. Okay. <laughs> but when, back at, back in what, we're talking the seventies. Back when uh, you were yeah, in, it was the seventies. Like yeah. When, when the programming for when you were at school was the programming mainly meant for businesses like data for businesses or what was the programming in mind when they were um, you're in school engineering college so it was more for um, you know data manipulation and storage and it wasn't for you know, writing accounts receivable programs. No, it was for doing actual. And another thing is like entry level, making the handlers, making that. Because when I started it, we had to bootstrap the computer in the by just switching the the toggles in the front of the computer. You didn't just turn oh. it on. You had to put in the bootstrap in binary. Good grief. <laughs> Good grief. I'm old. What can I tell you? Well, you, well you, in the 70s aren't that long ago, which is amazing. I mean, how far we've advanced. Well, yeah. I mean, technology has gone quite a far away since no that. Doubt. No doubt. So you, you went to programming, then you worked for Motorola and Pagers. How did you get to Parker Brothers? Um, I moved up to uh, – this was in Florida. I wanted to uh, live in Massachusetts, so mm-hmm. I moved up here, and I – actually transferred inside of Motorola, but I was at a, I was, I was at a um, client meeting in Mm -hmm. a, in a hotel and I was early and Parker brothers was having a, an open house for computers and for people. And I just kind of like walked on in and they thought I was, what's this pixie doing in here? (laughs) And they came up and they asked me a few questions and they were absolutely flabbergasted that I could answer them. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And because, I mean, how many women at that age, at that time, yeah. could do real-time assembly-level programming? Right. You and were you were a rarity in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was a rarity for anybody. It mm-hmm. wasn't something that was well-known. And so they offered me, they brought me in for an interview and pretty much offered me a job on the spot. 
Wow, that's awesome. Because, well, not only was I able to do it, but I was female. So I fit their, you know, affirmative action plans at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. It was a really good company. I really enjoyed working there. Not many people. You say it was just like a job fair or something in a hotel? And no, think- and not many people are just hired on the spot too. That's really awesome that you were well, hired I on the spot. Well, I did go for an interview. Yeah, and I mean, I was actually at Parker Brothers when they offered me the job. That's cool. So. That's cool. So Parker Brothers, uh, known for board games like Monopoly, mm-hmm. in the eighties they were getting into the video game world because right. everybody was right. They they saw there was money to be made. So what uh, was Spider Man like? One of the first games that they were working on. I mean. I mean, well, that, no, was, was that your first assignment? or It was my first assignment, but okay. they got uh, the, the person who wrote. I was the fourth one hired into the group. And the one person was writing um, the Star Wars. The um, Empire Strikes Back, as I think was what it was. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, he was really cool. And he, you know, helped me, brought me along, showed me, you know, how to do it and that sort of thing. And... So I was just, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, I wasn't the first one. The first game to being wrote, written was the uh, Star Wars because they actually had the license to do all the Star Wars games. I was going to say, they, they nabbed some pretty big titles to oh, release. Yeah. Star Wars and Marvel, you can't go wrong, even in the 80s. Right. So. Well, I mean, nobody else was taking it seriously at the time. I mean, mm-hmm. when, I, when I quit my job at Motorola to go to Parker Brothers, people thought I was crazy. <laughs> like, don't you want to do serious programming? You're ruining your career. You know, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, we're not really talking about pagers anymore. <laughs> Thirty years later, are we? <laughs> Even the Motorola Razor has gone the, the way of the the recycling bin. Yeah. Uh, um. So you got the assignment. How does the assignment come to you? I mean, they say they say we want. Mar- does Marvel come in say make us a game or has it work? No, they had bought Parker Brothers had bought the license. And they had decided to do Spider-Man and they just assigned it to me. I was the next one in line. So, and initially I was like, Spider-Man, yeah, I'm going to do Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Little did we know they'd all be, be owned by Disney at some point. <laughs> right. but, you know, growing up as a girl, I wasn't really into Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just wasn't on my radar. So I thought, oh, but anyway, I said, okay, it's your job. You do it. And I actually got into it after a while. But it was more the art, the art and the the challenge of doing it, and I did I can't believe that you know, forty years later it's still popular. And yeah. That what I did, people still care about. No doubt, no doubt. The um, did did you have any exposure to Spider Man as as a as a girl when you were growing up? He's been around fifty plus years. So well, yeah, I mean, I saw the cartoons, I saw some of the sitcoms, I would see some in you know my, my cousin's uh, comic books. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really ever have comic books. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but my uh, cousins did. I mean, my you know, they would my my male cousins. So I mean, when you told your male cousins, "Hey, I'm working on Spider Man," did they geek out? They said, "You're nuts." <laughs> <laughs> they probably wanted you to do Star Wars, also. <laughs> no, they think I'm ruining my career because I'm working on again on, Sp- on Spider Man. No, come on. Uh, they, uh, you eventually turn them around, I hope. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, now they're going like, whoa. And that's they so tell cool. their kids, you know. Oh, that's you cool. Know? <laughs> yeah. 
your cousin over here did this. <laughs> so what talk about Marvel. They, they bought Parker brothers, bought the license. Did mm-hmm. once they bought the license, did people from Marvel come in and talk to you and say, this is kind of what we want or what did they, do? what was the input? Um, I gave my designs to the powers that be. Okay. And I never got any saying, don't do that. You know, the biggest thing that I had to fight with is that they wanted a horizontally scrolling game. Mm. And it was much easier to make it vertical because at that time you had, if you're going to do horizontal, like if you look at the uh, star Wars with the, uh, the ice walkers, uh-huh, that was horizontal, it was yeah. horizontal, but it's very jerky because mm. you do it pixel by pixel. You had to do it four pixels at a time. I see. It's, it's, so you can go vertical one pixel or one line at a time. Oh, horizontal it jumps by four pixels each time simply because it was there was nothing there it was very rudimentary i got you controlling the actual tv itself wow that's awesome awesome uh talk about the thought process you said you wanted a vertical game you won that battle so Mm -hmm. talk about what when when you're throwing ideas against the wall what 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 were you thinking about that got to the green goblin well the well we we had read the comic books and the green goblin was a, a big deal in there so mm-hmm. we're doing that, but um, it was easier to do a building because that takes up less space. Mm-hmm. I could do. I mean, you have to understand it's a 4K game. Yeah, so you're you are tight for space the whole time. Mm-hmm. And if you do the building, you can just build like part of the building and keep repeating it mm-hmm. because you're actually drawing it line by line. You're not. Right. You just don't throw up a picture. You're drawing it line by line, and each line takes up 76 cycles. So you have to do it in the point to where what you're drawing and what you're putting on there, you can fit in that program in 76 cycles before the next line starts. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, then the screen will roll. Right. So, I mean, it was very, it was very hard. Do you, did you have any other ideas before the building and the Green Goblin that you, you remember that you were thinking about? Um. No. I wonder what the side scroll would be like if if Marvel got their way. What I wonder that would be harder, I would imagine. Well, it would have been mu- and it would have been a much simpler game because you couldn't have been able to scroll it the mm-hmm. way it would take up a lot more space in the game itself to control the background. Right. So, cuz gotcha. what you had to deal with was the background first and then the gameplay. Gotcha. Uh I I when I in 1982, I wondered why the Green Goblin was picked because in the comics he'd been dead for about ten years. Do you know if? <laughs> I mean, he he was in the cartoons and stuff, but in the comics he was dead for a while. Right. And any other villains or why you picked Green Goblin as the antagonist? I think because he could fly, and so mm-hmm. as going up the building, he could booger Spider Man on the way up the building. Yeah, and then he, you he, had the little you know monsters in the window or the bandits in the windows that he would take out while he was you know. Right. I remember out. as you progressed farther, the Green Goblin came down from the top a little bit too. He was in the right. middle part with the X's on the mm-hmm. where the pumpkin bombs were. Um, let's see, we talked about any other villains that came to uh, Green Goblin was always it, huh? No other other villains that you were thinking about? No, not really. Um, the biggest thing we had to deal with is like when you're. Again, it had to be simple because mm-hmm. when you write these games, there were only two sprites that you could use mm-hmm. that you could move. And you could, cha- you could use different sprites in different, on different lines, mm-hmm. but 
you could only use two at a time. So when Spider-Man, the web was one sprite and Spider-Man was another. And so when you okay. went on the web, then the, the things he was dealing with had to be on different lines, you know, and it's very subtle, but that's the way you had to do it. I mean, it was a very restrictive system. When you think about what the games do today, mm-hmm. I mean, and even when the Nintendo came in, that's what blew Atari out of the water. Mm-hmm. is that Nintendo was so much more sophisticated. Right. So for the kids that weren't alive in the 80s, let me give a background of what the game involved. It was basically Spider-Man had to climb up a building, and he had to defuse a bomb at the very top. And in his way were crooks in the window, and also um, there were bombs in the middle section. And if you're what you had to advance by spinning your web to go up, and if your web hit the windows or the crook or any of the sky, you would fall and plummet, which traumatized me as a kid when he fell all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> um, we talked about uh, how limited you were with the Atari. I mean, four, 4K, is that what you said? Yeah, 4K. That, that, that's, that's smaller than some pictures on your iPhone. Yep, that's true. <laughs> Um, also, I thought the, the webbing was cool. It could, you could shoot webs two different ways. Talk about making the web. It could shoot up or it could shoot uh, vertical left or right. No, it only shot the, the web itself was stuck uh-huh. in one place. I, I know, but you, you would advance by crawling up and then you would shoot yeah. it over and he'd swing. You could hit, you could hit a crook in a window. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you could do that. But you had a very limited space as to where you could go because mm-hmm. it was this was one of the first uh, games that actually did what was called a DDA algorithm uh-huh. to make a, to make the web swing like that. Mm-hmm. And it was it took up quite a bit of space to do it. And it looked it was, cool, uh, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, it was the first game that did it, really. Awesome. Because I mean, you you had to. Vi- uh, versions of Spider-Man you had looking at his back and when he mm-hmm. swung that way you saw the right. side of him right so I thought that was cool because you had two different <laughs> views of him right. um what was the webbing hard you said the webbing took up a lot of space was designing the webbing hard or or what was that no. involved no what the webbing the web itself wasn't hard to do what was hard to do was the swinging algorithm hmm. how did you do, make that work well, you basically had to recalculate every line and move it, you know, an incremental amount to make the swing look re- realistic, mm. you know, up one line, down one line, over one pixel, you know, that sort of thing. But to keep those things in, in, um, in order and you right. had to deal with it because you only had, we only had 128 bytes of RAM to work with. Mm. <laughs> stuff sounds oh man I, it's amazing a game got made back in the 80s well i mean you know you work with what you got you know but i mean if you look at it compared to today's games mm-hmm. it's it's quite primitive as a designer does that make you uh, being confined so much does that make you inspire more creativity you think or well it has to yeah because but but it's more technical creativity because mm-hmm. you had to figure out how to you know, make tables that could all fit and keep all your data, you know, updatable data in 128 bytes. Right. Which is not, you know, like by today's standards, it's like, what? 
(laughs) (laughs) One thing as a kid, I always wondered, and I'm glad I can ask you this. When the song played, and you said you had help with the song. Right. Did you intentionally do the 60s Spider-Man song? Because I heard Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Right. Like, like every time it booted up, were you going for the 60s song or, or was that just happenstance? <laughs> uh, the person who designed the song did that. I mean, I had basically no input into it because I was just too busy with the graphics and the, you know, and getting the game to play. And we had uh, someone on board that was t- was completely dedicated to doing the sounds in all of our games. Mm-hmm. And so he did that, and I just put it in. I ended up, at the end of the game, I ended up taking out the last note because I needed to run for a checkpoint. Mm. The game was just that tight. I, I wonder if he meant it to be the 60s Spider-Man song or if I'm one imagining it. <laughs> uh, he probably did. Yeah. You know? it- yeah, Spider-Man, a Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Da, da, da. Yeah. Anyway. I, I didn't watch, I didn't know that much about Spider-Man outside of, you know, <laughs> what my cousins knew. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the cousins recognized it too. I don't know. Um, how long did it take to design it? You said you, you got the assignment, what, in 81 maybe? No, 82. 82. And it came out in 82. Yep, in six months. It took six months. So, right. so how does the, the design process start? What, how do you build the code or whatever? How, do, how, does, well, how does building a game start, take six months to do? Well, What's the different you steps? Just, um, well, you start out with brainstorming with your colleagues mm-hmm. and you, you decide. And then what you do is you put up the background first. You get, I got the building up. Then mm-hmm. I got it so I could scroll up and down the building. And then I put, then I worked on the web and then I put Spider-Man in. And then I had to work with, you know, perfecting the, the, um, the swinging and the scrolling simultaneously. Gotcha. So, I mean, that's just the way. And then you, you know, put in the other critters and just make sure everything works. And the, especially the uh, not dying time. <laughs> <laughs> was the fall hard to design? Because he, he no, goes. No, no, that was, that was pretty easy. That was fall was easy. I didn't do it. Then we found out in beta testing, we would get a bunch of the um, employees' kids to come and play our games to, you know, see if they could find yeah. any errors. And I had this one kid that never occurred to me. He just crawled up in the sky. I never did hit detect in the sky. And so he just crawled all the way up to the top and defused the bomb. And I'm like, okay, got to take care of that. <laughs> you know? That's why you do testing. The kids are right. going to find a hack. <laughs> well, it never occurred to me that you would try and climb the sky. But a kid would. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly it's not Spider-Man, it's Superman, you know? <laughs> That's funny. Talk about the, the idea of putting crooks in the different windows. That, that was just one more task that you had to do. That was, you know, and that was a hard one because for the longest time, I couldn't get my crooks to come flush with the window. It was always a line in between, so they looked like disembodied, you know, chests out there. You know. <laughs> I figured that one out. And... Um, it was just to increase gameplay, to increase interest. I had the sprite to use on the line, and it was a way to score, basically. Mm. You know, right. to climb up, and I guess 
I can't remember exactly how it scored. I think the more crooks you got, the bigger your number. And then when you got more numbers for the bombs. I remember at the bottom, you had your life, which was the two little spider icons. Right. And on the left, you had your webbing. So if you used a lot of webbing, it would decrease. And I think if you hit a crook, it would increase the webbing. I could be wrong. It's been Probably. 30 years. It's been 30 years. But <laughs> 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 did the uh, th- once you were done with it after the six months, do you present it to Marvel or how, how does that work? No, since we had the license and it had already been approved, we just put it out to market. Mm. And, you know, at the time they had the video gaming magazines and all that. So Spider-Man was on the cover of one of them and, you know, I could dig yeah. it up and have it. But um, yeah, yeah. He, he was in the uh, in the middle of Marvel Comics, too. There's a big full page ad of him with an Atari joystick oh, okay. um, by, by Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Was was there? Ever, I've always wondered if there was ever talk of a sequel. No. No. How no. come? Did it not sell well, or? Uh, no, it sold very well. I mean, it was one of the, t- and it's still, you know, it, it. They they couldn't keep them on the shelves. The problem was, is that at the time, they had moved me on to doing. I started with Care Bears, and then I needed help with um, the Frogger port. Mm-hmm. And after that, we got laid off. Because the game came out in late 82, came out for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 83, everything was going good. But by the early 84, we got laid off. Yeah, the video game market just crashed. Right. It did yeah. crash because, you know, Nintendo would not let anybody else in. <laughs> they weren't playing with their – they didn't let other people play with their toys. No, they didn't play well with them. <laughs> Did you ever have an idea for a second Atari Spider-Man game that if you were given the assignment that something you might wanted to do? Uh, no, not really. It was like, I, that was there and done. You know, it's like making a sequel to a movie. It's never as good. Right. Right. <laughs> did, did you have any input with the, the marketing? What I, there's a famous commercial of Spider-Man dressed up playing the Atari and live action and a green goblin live action. Yeah, I didn't have any, but I was allowed to go and see the filming. Ooh, tell me what that was like. What was that like? Uh, very confusing. I mean, not confusing, but hectic. You know, I mean, we were went to New York, and they were they were filming it there, and I was on the studio, and you know, kind of basically had to stay out of the way, but I could see it, and it was fun. I mean, it was like a perk. You know, this is the author. You know, here you go, <laughs> and it was it was nice, but I had no input into it. Yeah, were you able at least take a were you at least able to take a picture with the Green Goblin Spider Man? Do you have like a Polaroid of that or something? (laughs) No, (laughs) (laughs) I people have said that Green Goblin costume in the in that ad is better than the first Tobey Maguire Green Goblin suit I've heard. (laughs) Oh, and it probably had a lot fewer budget for that Green Goblin costume. Probably did, but yeah. You know. <laughs> so did that? Did that was that just like an afternoon they shot that commercial? And when you yeah. were there, I don't know. They must have. They might have done other shots. They might have done whatever. But we went there. We had to go to New York, so we went for the day, and yep. you know watched it. And you know that was it was more of a treat or of a thank you, right? You know. So Christmas comes around, and your video game is on the shelf. What is mm-hmm. that like as a designer to see your finished product on the shelf? pretty cool it's like you know yeah i was going yeah i did that yeah i did that and <laughs> if, if you told people that they'd look at you like no you didn't <laughs> I, but you, you know what's sad in the 80s you don't 
I, I don't have the, the card, the instructions that were in the box. Is your name anywhere on it? No. no Why no. not? <laughs> they didn't do it with anybody. Nobody had their name on anything. Even like the booklet inside? Why wouldn't they do that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe because we were, we were considered just the workers, not the – we weren't considered the way they are considered today. I mean, like now it's like you do these games and it's like a movie and, you know, all this credits come rolling down and stuff. When it was just a one man deal, they just didn't think that they needed to do that. Mm. It just wasn't even didn't even occur to any of us, any of us that we should have it done. I mean, my name was associated when they did the different magazine articles reviewing it and that sort of thing. They said by Laura Nicklich and, you know, that was that. Mm -hmm. But as far as on the game itself, no. Man, I mean, not, not, none of us did. Did you feel slighted? Like an artist signs their work, you know? Uh, no, it's just p- no. part of the job, huh? You were just happy yeah, to be, I, be working in video games, I imagine. <laughs> well, you know, and, at the time, working in video games wasn't a big deal. Right. You know, I mean, like I said, the people considered that my colleagues considered that I was ruining my career. Because you, I, was, I wasn't doing serious programming. Right. You showed them. <laughs> <laughs> You showed them. Nobody's getting interviewed <laughs> 30, 40 years later about Motorola's uh, pagers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. The marketing crashed uh, in the 83, I guess, 84. Yeah. And, and you said you were laid off. Yeah. About that. Talk, talk about that. I mean, Parker Brothers just got out of it. They're going back to board games. Right. I mean, they, they were very good to us. I mean, they gave us uh, office space and everything. And they, they sent our names out to all these people for, you know, jobs, you know, for recruiting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't fault them for what they did. I mean, it was they were very, very good if they had to lay you off because they were very sorry about it. But, you know, business is business, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I did get a job um, working with the company that currently that turned into Lotus Notes. I had that. I had it, it was uh, the word, uh, the Microsoft Word alternative. Right. Yeah, I had that on my Windows ninety five computer. I remember that. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, I, I ended up, you know, having more children, and when I had my third son, I just stopped working because being yeah. a mom was more important to me. It's probably easier to design video games than being a mom. So. <laughs> It was easy to encourage them to do it. Yeah, no doubt. You got you got two you got the two boys uh, into the field. So yeah, first two are into video gaming. Yep. Um, you talked about you worked on some other games. Uh, was Spider Man your favorite, or do you have a favorite? Yeah, Spider Man favorite. It's the only one that, like I say, hit the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> what the made others? this? Go ahead. I was going to ask what made this one more fun than the other ones. Well. Just because it was a, it was a finished product. I mean, I worked on Care Bears. They were going to do a young child's game to do Care Bears. And so I was working on that. But then the market started dying, and they pulled me off of that and put me onto the port, which they thought would be more profitable. And mm. so Care Bears never saw anything. I mean, I have a few, you know, preliminary ROMs, you know, with the game on it. Right. But – and Frogger – was finished, but I didn't really consider that an artistic accomplishment because it was just a copy. It was a port. Yeah. Was a the, port. What, what was the mission of the Care Bears game? What did you have to do with the Care Bears? 
Um, what they were trying to do is collect their tummy signals. I don't know if you know Care Bears, but I, I, I do. I had a couple of Care Bears. I'll admit it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they had the little tummy, you know, icons on them. And it was the Care Bear was supposed to go and catch the right icon for its color, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, but it, it, was, it was aimed for, you know, five to six-year-olds. Right. right. It was a little, a little kid's game. But did the did the market crash before that one ever got released, or did it? Yes, yeah, it, it crashed. It was going downhill, and they pulled me off the game because they realized that they wouldn't be able to market it or license. I mean, they had the license, but they wouldn't be able to. Wouldn't be able to sell it, make a profit, or whatever. Right, right. Uh, my second favorite hero is the Hulk, and inside my Spider-Man box, I got in the eighties, was a, a pamphlet that had upcoming games on it, mm-hmm. and there was a Hulk video game. And I've seen a screenshot of the Hulk video game. Do you, can you tell me anything that you know about the Hulk game coming out or was supposed to come out? I don't think it made it out. No, it, it was never released. But uh, the, the picture was in the pamphlet that was inside the Spider-Man box. Did, any any uh, information you can tell me about that Hulk game? <laughs> no. <laughs> I remember the G.I. Joe game. <laughs> oh, Yeah. The Hulk game, I've only, that one screenshot, it was like on three different levels, Mm -hmm. and and I forget what you had to do, but I I remember wanting that the next Christmas, and and we kept looking for it, and it was pre-internet. You could never find out that a game was canceled, Mm -hmm. so... Anyway, that I want that whole game. (laughs) I still do. (laughs) Forty years later, yeah. Um, talk talk a bit about the legacy of the game. At nineteen eighty two to twenty eighteen, we're still talking about this game. It's I saw it uh, was named one of the top two hundred games of Electronic Gaming Monthly about ten years ago. Your game is in the top two hundred games of all time. What's that like? It's it's a long legacy of this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised. I mean, my son brought bought me the magazine and said, "Look, mom, look where you are." And I'm like, "That's nice." <laughs> he was more impressed. I was just like, "What?" I mean, like I said before, I can't understand why. Like when you first contacted me, mm-hmm. I thought I was, uh, you know, the trash heap of obscurity. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, why are we still talking about this? <laughs> the The way I found you is uh, Digit Press did an interview with you. Mm-hmm. And I, I randomly talked, uh, searched for Atari Spider-Man history. And I saw that interview you did with them. And I got your name and I'm like, well, let me see if I can find her. And I found you on Facebook and it was fairly easy to find. And <laughs> I, I, I thought it was so nice that you said, I thought my name was lost to history, but no, you're, you, to Spider-Man fans, this was our first video game. Right. And we're still looking forward to the new one coming out this year on the PS4, the new, which I bet, I bet you wish you had that much help on a video game back in the eighties. <laughs> With so like a movie crew, but oh, you yeah. you started Spider Man's video game. What what is that like to be the the first? It's like right place, right time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't realize at the time what was happening. I mm-hmm. was just doing my job, you know, and buying my house and making my car payments, and that's how I did it. <laughs> <laughs> did video games pay very well back in the day as a job? Well, yeah, they did because we were all engineers. I mean, I was a software engineer, and they had to pay someone who knew how to do that kind of programming. Right, it's supply and demand. There were very few of you. Yes. 
Yeah. And they did start up a uh, a bonus program. Like when we uh, when we released a job, a, a, a game, we all got, you know, like there was a pool and I forget how much it was, but and it was divided among every one of our programmers in our in our team. But we had to, you know, it was stockpiled, but we there were bonuses included. You what, know. Like if you sold X amount of games, you got the bonus or something like that or hit a milestone. Yep, just completing the game, getting it out. Oh, gotcha. And having you. marketed would get, get you a bonus, but the bonus was shared among everybody in the group because right. everybody really did contribute, mm-hmm. you know, from, I mean, not, not the programming, but the, you know, testing the games and giving input and telling right. what they liked and what they didn't like. And marketing and stuff like that, I imagine. Right. So when the game comes out, is one of the bonuses you get like a box of them to give to your friends, oh, like, yeah. an, like an author? Tell me about that a little bit. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they gave me a box of six games and I gave them all away except one that I kept. <laughs> so it's it's there. And I mean, it's it's unopened. It's, you know, right there. And I did get I do have a second one that uh, when my mother passed, I took hers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what, did did mom yeah, open it up? Out of the, I was going to say, is it still sealed in the box that your um, mom had? The one I kept is sealed in the box. Mm-hmm. That's cool. She let the other ones let, let the grandchildren play with it and that sort of thing. But I mean, I still I still in good condition and I still have the box. That's and cool. I've got two of the um, of the posters that oh. they gave out. Yeah, you know, I w- the the artwork for the box. Do you remember how that came about? Uh, like, how did that? What artist did it, or how did that come about? Do you remember? I don't know who did it. I just know the marketing department dealt with that. Mm-hmm. And we were in the engineering department, so we didn't have a whole lot of, you know, input into it. Right. I mean, I wasn't even asked if I liked it. <laughs> you would think you would get some input on that. <laughs> thumbs up or thumbs down. <laughs> we were the engineers. We didn't know the marketing. We thought the marketing people were idiots. So. <laughs> I used to work in uh, television. We always thought the sales department were idiots, and they thought the yeah, news department was idiots. No. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so the the game is released. You get a perk of of handing out the box a box of games. Um, did did your sons play it, or were they too young? <laughs> Although they were too young. I mean, my when the game came out, um, my my youngest was like three months old. I mean, okay. My oldest was three months old. So I mean, they were they were releasing the game when I went on maternity leave. I had finished yeah. it, but it wasn't out yet. When they were older, did they play it? I mean, they oh, yeah. they they had a they had Nintendo probably to play, but the, did they go back and play yours? Oh yeah. What did they? What was their feedback? Oh, they thought it was cool. Like, oh, look at this! They also liked the one uh, Activision uh, Roundup. I think it was. Mm-hmm. It was where they, you know, you're trying to catch the ponies, and you're it's a vertically scrolling game. I think or, I remember that one. I'm not, not sure I had that one, but I think I remember that one. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, we're going to ask, I've got some message board questions from you from uh, viewers mm-hmm. and uh, we've got seven viewers on YouTube right now. Let me give the opportunity for the YouTubers to write in. We've got a little bit of a delay before they hear what I said, okay. but uh, we'll ask live questions. Ask your questions now. So let's see if those seven people want to talk to us. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> It's amazing. I just I keep going back to that 4K that you kept talking about, and right. what we're what we're doing now, streaming around the world on YouTube, 
40 years later almost from <laughs> this game. It's just amazing what we can do. Your your cell phone is so much more advanced than any th- your Atari or any right. back in the day. Just crazy. Oh, yeah. Are you you know, I didn't ask you about are you a gamer now? Are you are you still playing games? No. 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 I mean No, I mean most women aren't. i mean my kids played i love to watch them play when i go into costco and see their games on the shelf i go great my kid did that (laughs) but as far as playing them no i mean i'm just i mean i like to play board games oh what's what's some of your board games what what do you like uh the one is uh upwards it's what upwards oh upwards build up on the words well when my kids were little we'd have game we would have game night every okay Wednesday night and we That's would play cool. a board game do you have any uh mobile games on your cell phone uh yeah what, what are you playing on your cell phone uh fish them fish them i like getting the fishies <laughs> maybe bejeweled do you have bejeweled that's a popular one i don't know no i don't have that one i do do um Words with friends. Oh, there you go. And um, what's another one I do? You know, there's a Spider-Man mobile game where you're always running. Really? And, and if you go to the the app store, there's it's called Spider-Man Unlimited. So you can play that if you want. Oh, I can, yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> they have all his various costumes. So I imagine if if this game was released today on the Atari, they would require you to give Spider-Man several different suits. Like a black suit. <laughs> Is that true? Um, you know, I was looking at my notes. One other question that I forgot to ask you. What makes a good game? Is it the same in the 80s as it is today? Uh, no. The games are more involved today. I mean, you can... There's strategy games. There's um, games where you actually have to think. Whereas in the in our, in my time... It was like you would do the game and the next level was the same thing over again, just faster. Okay. You know, whereas now you, you do a game and the challenges change. But right. back then you didn't have the space to make something that intricate. Gotcha. But the, the aspect of fun, I think, has to be a constant between both generations. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, uh, they, and there were some bad Atari games that weren't fun to play. Right. And there's some modern games that aren't fun to play too. It's I would I would think as a designer the the fun aspect would be the most elusive to find. Yeah, I mean it was. That's why we had kids come in to play our games. Mm-hmm. You know, even at the very rudimentary stages. I mean, the different people would bring in their children that worked at Parker Brothers, and hey, what do you think about this? Or we'd let them take home something to you know. What yeah. do you think about this? And the, the kids' input was a big deal to us. No doubt. Um, so did it take very long once that kid was climbing up the sky to change that? Was that, oh, a, no. a, was that a quick fix? Oh, yeah. Okay. All they did was put a hit detect on that, on that part of the – that if it goes there, that's a no-no. <laughs> right, gotcha. Gotcha. He instantly falls, yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's uh, hit up the message board questions. Uh, Tigon5679 is his user handle on the message board. Uh, well, he kind of asked what I asked. Why was the Green Goblin over other villains considered? You, you talked about how flying was the, the main attraction of, of the Goblin, right? right? 
Right. The, I would think that like Doc Ock with the arms would be hard because that would be multiple things moving. Uh, yeah, and it would have been yeah that would have taken up too much space because if you render if you see the Green Goblin is static. He doesn't. He never changes. Yeah. He just flies. He slides back and forth, and you have to swim right. past him. Yeah, right. Got you. You know, um, I'm going to interview the second video game designer. Also, I don't know if you knew uh, Scott Adams. He uh, did the um, Quest Probe games, mm-hmm. and these were more uh, where you, you have a question on the screen and you type the answer. And then you would see a little movement on it. If, if you've ever seen the movie Big with Tom Hanks, they played these type of games. Okay. Like go past the, the castle. Mm-hmm. So that, the, the second Spider-Man game was very different. I, did you ever play any other Spider-Man games? Nah. You, 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 you stop <laughs> with the best. <laughs> no, I mean, I wasn't into gaming. I, I did it. Yeah. You know, I just I've never really played the games. I did play Tetris with my kids. Mm. But I mean, that was many, many moons ago, and it was just a shut them up, basically. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, they're little kids. It's a snowy day. What are you going to do? Right. And you know, the one thing that the Nintendo did that the Atari, I don't think it had the memory to do. There was never an ending to the game. You're still fighting the Green Goblin today. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like I said, you beat it, it just goes faster. Exactly. It just go on forever. It, <laughs> uh, is there when you do that is there a number like with pac-man there's 256 levels allegedly mm-hmm. uh is there a, a will the game crash at a certain point uh not that i'm aware of i mean it okay. never did i never heard anything about it it's just like i said it gets to the point where it's going so fast you really can't play it oh i see i don't know how many levels it takes to do that right i never so the green goblin is really swinging by fast at the top. Uh, yeah, and, and the and the scrolling is going faster. Ah, I see. Yeah. Gotcha. So. Uh, Anime Hunter from London. He's uh, asked, what were your thoughts and feelings on being one of the people to work on the very first Spider-Man game? Like I said, at the time, I didn't really appreciate what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, it was something new. People thought I was crazy for doing it. But I liked the people I was working with, and I liked the, you know, going in and having fun at work. So, you know, I, it wasn't at the time video, nobody knew what video games were. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were just, they were just toys you were making. Yeah. And so it it wasn't serious business. I mean, even when my son uh, went to Villanova and started in with video gaming, the fathers of the other people would say, well, why don't you want to do something serious? (laughs) Now it's a billion dollar industry. No (laughs) doubt. They they make more on those games than some movies, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, and, they get, and the designers get paid for it really well. So yeah, no you know. doubt, no doubt. Mainly because movie tickets are ten bucks and video games are sixty bucks a pop now. <laughs> That's true. Do you remember how much this cost back in eighty in the eighties? Was it like twenty bucks or something, or or forty? Like forty. It was forty bucks. Wow. Well, but then you know, once it got old, then it got yeah, they slashed it. Well, I mean, it came out for Christmas, and everybody's little darling wants it, so you're going to cough up the 40 bucks. For, I you know? I was one of those darlings. My mom bought me this for <laughs> Christmas. I I remember it specifically. Uh, another question from the person in London says, uh, given the opportunity, would you work on another Spider-Man game like the upcoming PS4 Sony game coming out this later this year? Um, well, I don't really want to work anymore. <laughs> 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 I'm retired, you know. You're retired. There you go. 
Mr. Metz uh, is the user and asks, uh, what games inspired this Atari Spider-Man game? Um, like I said, it was one of the first games to come out. So there wasn't really an inspiration outside of the comic books and right. the, and the, you know, the cartoons and the, and the, you know, shows there, there was in that interview you did with the uh, digi press, there was some game that they said it reminded them of or something. What was, what was that? Oh, there was this one. I'd never even heard of it. It was a vertically scrolling game. It was in the, um, crazy climber, okay, crazy, that's it. crazy climber. There you go. Because we went to the they, what they would do is they would uh, Parker Bros would give us rolls of quarters and send us to the arcades for the afternoon. How can we you got- not love your job? That's a great <laughs> job. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was, they wanted us to play the game, so we would get an idea. Yeah, ideas of what we could do. And mm-hmm. I remember playing Crazy Climber, and so that probably influenced yeah. you know, Spider Man. Uh, Mr. Metz also asks, uh, how familiar were, did you get with the source material? Did Marvel give you some comics or anything, or? Yeah, we had comic books. We had the uh, um, cartoons. We were we could watch that, you know. And it was, I mean, at the time you couldn't watch them on your computer, right. so you had to you know, plug it into the VCR. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, or, or read the comic books. I mean, God, remember reading? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, remember reading, kids? Yeah. <laughs> it was not on the tablet. Um, <laughs> Ma- masked guy from Fresno, California. Says, what are your, some of your favorite Spider-Man comics? <laughs> you're not really. You said you're not much of a reader of comics, but uh... no, I mean, yeah, I didn't read. I, I do have one of my colleagues gave me one of the first Spider-Man comics. Oh, and really? He it in a uh, you know in a sealed plastic bag. I've never opened it up. I just figured that's a collector's item. You should price it and see how much it's worth. If it's if it's the first one from the '60s, you might have a small car. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's 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 a really early one. It might be the first one. I don't know. I mean, of course, I've had it for forty years, so you know <laughs> that you should get it priced. <laughs> I don't think I'd sell or, it, you know. <laughs> or or send me a picture and I'll tell you how much it's worth. How about that? <laughs> uh, Javi from Austin, Texas. Have you followed any of the Spider-Man games that came after, and what were your favorites? Uh, didn't really get into it that much. No, I really—I <laughs> yeah. mean, I, I saw them, but I never played them. Um, my kids didn't have them hmm. for some reason um, in the Nintendos and you know Sony's and whatever else they got. I mean, they had every game system in the world, right. but um, they never really—they only played my Spider-Man game. I don't, I don't remember having. Any of this? They liked um, a lot of the point and shoot games. Uh, the shooter games, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they thought they were cheating on mom if they had a different <laughs> Spider-Man game and put it in the system or something like that. <laughs> no, I just think Spider-Man didn't shoot anybody, and they're yeah. boys, so they. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> he webbed them up. That's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, d- did you ever go see the movies or anything like that? Or I've seen the movies? Yeah. Yeah. I- I've seen them. I mean, they're 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 nice. You know, they're yeah. they're cute, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what work? Uh, another one from uh, Austin, Texas. What work are you the most proud of, and why? I guess it'd have to be Spider Man. Either that or raising my kids. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Spider Man was my biggest accomplishment. I mean, working on pagers, or you know, getting getting them to talk to each other, or even my first job was doing a nuclear power plant reactor. Oh wow! Monitoring. So 
That was like that yeah. would be nerve wracking. No wonder you went into video games. <laughs> well, we were not actually, actually controlling the the plant. We were actually monitoring the nuclear plant. Oh, but but that was. I mean, it had to be done in real time because you had to know where the rods were and what's doing this and that. But that was my first job. And then I went over to, to Motorola and started on the pagers, and then I went to Park Brothers. That uh, that just makes me nervous thinking about monitoring the rods of a nuclear power plant. You could have a. You don't think they're monitored? I would be very upset if they weren't. (laughs) Well, yeah, but still, what happens if something goes wrong? You get out, I guess. (laughs) 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 Or you could have a super villain happen there. I don't know. Um, You could could if a spider gets in there. Uh, Billiam three doesn't have a location, but he's uh, he asks kind of like what I asked about the input or specifications that went into making the game from Marvel? Did they they say, don't do this, don't do that? or No, they pretty much gave us um, full reign. I think if they didn't like, I mean, the marketing department was the one dealing with Marvel. So mm-hmm. if they didn't like what we were doing, they would have said something, but I never got any negative feedback. I just figured they said, well, that's, that works, that's okay. But it was, like I said, the game itself, the platform was so limited. There wasn't a whole lot you could do. The biggest, my biggest fight was getting them to go from horizontal to vertical scrolling. Right. And once I convinced them that it was smoother gameplay doing it that way. Yeah. They, they were on board with it. That's cool. All right. Uh, we also have one from uh, Lord Alford. We talked about, he wants to know also about Marvel's input. Uh, <laughs> did did they just leave Atari to do whatever? Yes, they, they pretty much did. So yeah. um, talk a bit about the, um, the, the release. Was it on the market for very long? I mean, the crash, it was released in Christmas of 82. Right. And it was on the shelves for a year, I guess, or. Yeah, about a year. Yeah. I mean, once the uh, Nintendo took over, all the Atari games kind of went away or were in the bargain bin. You know, yeah. my son actually picked up one at a secondhand, you know, tchotchke store <laughs> in uh, Middleton, Connecticut, Middletown, Connecticut. Oh, recent, recently? Yeah, uh, you know, five, six years ago. Yeah. He just saw it there. And I mean, it was there and, and you know, just like with all the other junk that, you know, people were talking Aww. about. He said, oh, and he bought it. I think he got it for like five bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least it, I, I I never heard about this game being put in the landfill like all those E.T. games were from the Atari. Oh, well, I mean, my game sold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a great soundbite. That's my game sold. You didn't have any extra copies. I've, when, I, when I publicize that, this, that I'm going to interview you, I've had several people say that they searched for it that Christmas and couldn't find it. It must have been hot. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, it made the Billboard top 10. Oh, Billboard had a top 10 video game back in the 80s? That's awesome. Yep. Yep. That's really yep. cool. Who, who who were you competing with in the Christmas of 82? Who were your competitors? Do you remember? Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I, have the, I have the article. I could see where it was. I think I came in at number five. Oh, that's but it's cool. it's probably the Star Wars games, you know? The, um, the the what games? Everything Star Wars back then. Yeah. Oh, the Star Wars games. So, well, those those are Parker Brothers too. So you, yeah. the Park, you you were raking in the money one way or the other. That the Parker Brothers <laughs> company was. Actually, so the, the Star Wars game that guy that gave me the uh, Spider Man, um, comic book. Ah, so. got it, got it. 
Well, all right. Well, Laura, I appreciate you taking time this this mm-hmm. afternoon, and thank you for a big part of my childhood. I enjoyed this game. <laughs> I enjoyed this game so much. It was one of my all-time favorite Atari games. Well, and that I could <laughs> <laughs> But all, 40 years later, I never suspected of crawling on the clouds. I, I don't <laughs> see how that kid, even back in the day. So, um. Yep. So you said you're retired now. You said you're out of the gaming market, but your kids are designers now. One more time. How can we watch your the next generation of designers? What games? Uh, De- Destiny, you said? He, he, he did Destiny and Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other one did Battlefield 1 okay. and 2. So, so you can you can watch the legacy, what you started through your sons. There yeah. you go. Well, Laura, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, good talking to you.